The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. After a serious car accident, people have two questions. Why me and what now? Well, no one knows why you, but I'm Terry Crouppen, and my law firm, Brown & Crouppen, sure can help with the what now. Car repairs, medical bills, lost wages, pain and suffering. We're Brown & Crouppen, and we've got all those answers. All you have to do is call. 
I got this 10 spot. It's for you. If within 10 guesses, you, Doug, and only Doug, okay. can guess who they have Missouri playing. You get 10 guesses. Wow. 10 guesses. Well, yeah. Doug, he's rich. I need the money. <laughs> I'm rich. I'm just finding this out. <laughs> I'm rich. Uh, Texas. No. Tulane. No. Uh, gosh. I'm trying to think who the... Anybody talks, SC- I pull the money off the table. SEC yeah. gets matched up with. I got you. Uh, Oregon. No. Washington. No, it's four. Uh, Utah. No, it's fine. Initials, please. There you go. Uh, Just like that. That's how I parent, too. I just said initials, so please. I didn't guess. That's why I said Doug Owen. Oh. I'm trying Florida State? No. Uh, Louisville? No. Got three more. Uh, oh, you're missing it. Obviously. Oklahoma State? No. Uh, Oklahoma? No. Last oh, one. one. Hail more. Mary! Oh, gosh, I've only got one more. Oh, uh, the Iowa. No. Would this be a team you'd be interested to see Missouri play? Absolutely not. Ah, my two guesses are out. You would not be interested. In the ten dollars is off the table. Yeah. I don't even know. You can't give initials because the school is initials. I don't even understand how this is possible. Jackson, you sent the link, so I assume you saw it. Yeah, LSU. No, ah, that's a nice guess though, because you go, how in the hell is it possible? Yeah. Uh, SMU, Doug. SMU. <laughs> no way. That's why I said I'll give ten dollars. I'm like, yeah. unless you read it, there's absolutely so much disrespect to Missouri. It's not even. Well, I mean, there, but it's not about Missouri. It's about they think that SMU will pass Tulane in the. Group of six. That's the reason. How many losses does SMU have? Two. I honestly didn't even know SMU was having a good year. Yeah, because I can't see SMU in a New Year's Day game. Well, yeah, Texas playing Penn State in the Cotton Bowl. Louisville playing Ohio State in the Orange Bowl. Washington playing Roll Todd in the Fiesta Bowl. And Missouri taking on SMU in the Peach Bowl. Mm. So they got Washington and... According to them, Washington and Ohio State losing. Yeah, I would say if I had to wager, I'd be surprised if Washington got there undefeated. SMU has two losses. You see who they lost to? They, I I know if you would have told me lost, they lost seven games, I go oh, okay. They I know lost to about. Oklahoma. How bad? Twenty-eight to eleven. Okay. And lost to TCU 34-17. Well, TCU's a bucket of crap. I, yeah, I, this I, I no, that's they lost to Tulane. No, nope, I'm wrong. Sorry. No, you're good. I, I just I didn't know. If that was I had last to... year. My bad. And they're going to win out more than likely with Navy and Memphis. But I, a two-loss SMU team, even if you beat Tulane, that's so disrespectful to Missouri. And who they Are they play. even ranked? I've never seen them in the rankings. They're not ranked, but I think they have been beating Tulane, and they'll probably be ranked. Would be my guess. God, it's such a Ugh. an amazingly big range of outcomes on this stuff. Again, you know, hey, Missouri's got to beat Florida and Arkansas. You, you want to talk about how big of the win was on, on Tennessee. What a disappointment it would be to lose to two teams you're going to be double-digit favorites on. And then, if you do get into the New Year's Six, then you have something like that. Yeah. It's interesting to me, I've noticed that, that there are a number of Missouri fans who are like, oh, I'd love the matchup with Iowa. And I go, God, if you have an opportunity because they just want the win... And hey, that to each their own, you know. What 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 did Paul Hawk's uh, hoodie say? Some, some people, people like, like things. things. That's right. Yeah. And then on the back, it says some people don't, don't like, like other things. Things. Mm. But uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't care about if it's like a, a free win. I want to see Missouri play, especially this year when I think they really might be one of the absolute best teams in college football. Play against Ohio State or play against Michael Penix mm. in Washington. Texas or or so if somehow fun. it would be Michigan, if, if Ohio State were to go into Ann Arbor and beat Michigan, play Michigan. Uh, Texas doesn't do as much for me just because they've played them plenty. They were in the same conference. They're yeah, about to be in the same it. conference. Even Penn State is, I mean, as much of a cluster as that offense is. Um, I guess Florida State, theoretically, would be possible. It's not necessarily likely, but it's possible if Florida State were to lose to somebody. Is Ohio State an option if Michigan Ohio State's wins? absolutely an option. That would Gabe's be prediction awesome. is mm-hmm. them playing Washington. But then on the other side of it, you go, or SMU. And yeah, maybe you're more likely to beat them, but 
I don't know. I mean, there's some years, like, I got Eli Drinkwitz, you know, the alleged dodging of Kansas last year. He knew he didn't have a great team. He knew some guys were going to opt out. And he didn't have a whole lot of equity. And if he loses to Kansas, he's even more vulnerable going into a year that's going to to decide his fate. So I got it, even though I know some Missouri fans just dismissed the report as being not factual because they didn't like the report. Kind of like some Cardinal fans with the Los Angeles Times article on Nolan Arnato. We don't like it, therefore it's not true. But in this year, where you really may be, when you really may be, one of the best teams in college football, you take on one of these MFers and you go, let's beat them. And let's finish in the top six or seven in the country. This isn't a year to go. Let's get, you know, Iowa and get yeah. a win. Let's get something that gets people fired up and, the, and, and people outside of degenerate gamblers and boosters are watching. You know, people will watch uh, Missouri play Ohio State. People will watch oh, Missouri yeah. play. Even Washington. if they don't win, it'd be a good game. Yeah, and if you don't win, you don't win. They lost to, who they lose to? I don't know, Wake Forest or something? Who gives a damn? What impact did that have on this year? You know? I like to see if they don't get into the uh, BCS championship. I'd love to see them play Oregon. Uh, you're talking about the college football playoff? Yeah, if they don't get into the playoff, I'd love to see them play Oregon in one of the Oh, I would too. Six. 100%. That'd be a hell of a game. I would be surprised if Oregon isn't in. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something on Oregon State. Oregon State gets Oregon and Washington. What? The, hey, Jackson, what's the number on Oregon State and Washington this week? Have you seen it? I'll go take a look right now. That strikes me as a play I would be interested in making. And, uh, Doug, that would be beaver season. Night game in Corvallis. Oh, Corvallis at night. Oh, gosh. Uh, Oregon State is taking on Washington, right? Washington. I think I saw 11, maybe. Uh, That game is kicking off at Oregon State minus two. Two? Minus two. Oregon State is favorite over Washington? Oregon Oregon State is really good. They are, but still. It's all about where you play. Yeah, night game. game. Yep. Corvallis would be a fun game to go to. Doug, let's go up to Corvallis. Corvallis at night. Boy, it's dark up there. Doug, you yeah. said it. <laughs> that... yeah. A lot of trees. Foliage is fun. Mm-hmm. Foliage is fun, Peter. But they'll have the lights on. Does anyone remember think. who wins or loses non-CFP bowls anymore? It's just enjoying the moment. That's from the yeah. Hunchback of On Castle. I disagree outside of, like, I, I understand, like, the mid-December even late December bowls, but I always will watch those, you know, the, the Peach Bowl and those types of bowls that have good matchups. I'm, I'm that, all for right. good matchups. Now, last year, just... people tuned in to see Iggy's guy, Caleb Williams, take on Tulane, and it wound up being a hell of a game. People, game. like the casual fan, will tune in to see how the, the group of five does against the big boy. And I understand that. And listen, I'll obviously watch it, but if you get a chance... As a fan, especially when you're like, holy crap, this team is really good. And I think, as, as James Carlton and Gabe made the observation yesterday, the leadership, assuming all these guys play, is so good that they don't take time off. Like, they pick themselves up from the Athens thing and obviously responded this past weekend, playing one of the most complete games, potentially, in, in the last number of decades. Uh, that I want to see what they do. Because I think you have, if you had something similar to what you had in 07, that team was disappointed, certainly. Disappointed that they lost to Oklahoma to not get to the national championship, but also disappointed, I guess, to not get to the Orange Bowl and whatever happened with that. I mean, that was all a weird thing. And KU fans brag on it, the strangest damn thing in the world. It's like, hey, Missouri knocked you out of the national championship. Yeah, but we got to go to the Orange Bowl, so we won. What the F? But anyway, that that team came in, they just beat the hell out of Arkansas. I think this team will be locked in, whereas perhaps if you're Oregon or Washington, the fact that you're playing Missouri, you might not be as locked in because your eyes were on the national championship all the way up until the Pac-12 championship. Or if you're Ohio State, your eyes were on the national championship and then you lost in Ann Arbor or Michigan, and God only knows what the situation is. But this is a really good team, and it seems to me, based on what they did against Tennessee with some incredible leadership, and uh, I want to see them play a, a big-time program. And it's nothing against SMU or Tulane. It's just that in, this isn't the year for that. Yeah. And it sure as hell, I don't know it what year is the year for Iowa. Anticlimactic. Anticlimactic I mean, who season. wants to play Iowa ever? No. Well, 
to some folks, I suppose you get up around Keokuk, Tim, and that's a big okay. border rivalry. All right. Okay, you're right. I withdraw. Well, like, I understand you, you don't remember who wins those games. I'm, I'm with you on that. But to say you don't, wouldn't want to watch, like, a Washington, Ohio State or a Texas, Oregon State, you know, January, you know, second or third bowl, that's crazy to say. Like, then you just don't like college football because – you know, I realize it may not matter. Peach Bowl's December 30th. Orange Bowl's December 30th. And then Fiesta is, I, I wonder what time. That must be early in the day. Because the, the Rose and Sugar Bowl are the CFP games. And that would those probably start at night. Night. I mean, hell, Rose Bowl start uh, in, during the day there. And then Sugar Bowl. Um, so they've got Michigan against Florida State. And the Rose and Georgia is the number one against Oregon and the Sugar there you go. Tim, you may know this. I can't. I know Florida's been down for a little bit, but when was the last time Missouri was favored over Florida? Oh, I bet it's happened quite a bit. Yeah, really? Florida's been quite... Because when Florida's been down, Missouri sucked too. Uh, I don't think that that's necessarily the case, but I don't know year by year. They got a really surprising win over them in 2018. Um... They treated the win over them when Daniel Parker, friend of Missouri Twitter, uh, caught the two-point conversion in 2021. And they beat him in 2014, which I think was a surprise because Florida, I think, was in the mix or something. I don't know. They beat him when they were ranked in 2013. I bet Missouri was favored against them in 2013, but it probably happened some other time too. You know, the year Missouri yeah. beat Georgia. I think they played Florida the following week. Yeah, but a double-digit favorite against Florida? No. That's a, this is a this is a different deal. Uh, let's see what the uh, texters are saying here. Uh, Shrimply Pibbles, this is not about his wife. Unsurprisingly, I completely agree with Timmy. I want to know how high these Tigers can fly. Screw the easy win. Bring on the big boys. Prove the Tigers deserve a seat at the table. Also, do you think Gabe has his shirt on right now, Doug? That's mm. Shrimply Pibbles. I would say he does. I think so because he's celebrating the win against Edwardsville. Uh, I don't know that you celebrate by putting a shirt on. I think just in general, by nine twenty-seven in the morning, he's got a shirt on. Could be my guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how many people say uh, we just want to win for the bowl. That, that doesn't do anything at all for me. You want the best game. I think most people would agree with that. Well, I think coaches want to win. Players probably want to win, but at the same time, people, fans just want to see a good game. They don't want to see you play some crap team that you think you can beat. I don't you know? think I don't care if Missouri gets to 10 wins or 11 wins with an SMU win. That'd just be boring. Be a boring afternoon of football to watch them play SMU. After everything that, you know, you're looking at the rankings, you could, you know, potentially be in the top mm-hmm. 10 and you end up playing a 23rd ranked Mustangs team. If Mizzou plays SMU, it. it'll be interesting watching aggrieved Mizzou fans' heads explode. Thanks, that's from Big Tuft. Yeah, yeah Colonel will have a Busy time, then. and especially if they loot that, it much more meaningful for an SMU than sure. Missouri. Like that's that, those are the bad parts about facing a mid-major just inside that top. Well, on the other line. side of it, here, and this is what I was making reference to with Ohio State, Oregon, Washington, Michigan. I mean, all four of those are thinking national championship right now. And boy, mm-hmm. by the way, I think all four are live for it. I don't necessarily. I would I would put probably Washington is the lowest of the of the four, but hell, they certainly can do it. And oftentimes, by the way, when I pick a group of four or five teams and say this team has the least likely chance to do it, mm-hmm. that's the team that winds up winning it, just well, sure. as an FYI. Like, I looked at the baseball playoffs and the year the Phillies swept the Cardinals. I go, well, there's one team I know can't win the National League, and that's the Phillies. Guess who won the National League, Doug? Phillies. That's right. Mm-hmm. The question becomes, what is the interest level for Mizzou's opponent when the bowl season it comes? If Mizzou plays Ohio State, it wouldn't be a great game. Ohio State will have a ton of guys not play. I'd prefer Mizzou play someone who will take the bowl game just as seriously. That's from the Green Park Goblin. Yeah, but Ohio State, McCord will play. Travion Henderson will play. I mean, obviously Harrison Jr. won't play, but I would assume they would have most of their offense because outside of Harrison Jr., there's not a lot of fanfare for Ohio State in the first round. I I, I still think you get most of the guys if you play a team like that. Texas, Quinn Ewers has already said he's coming back. Next year, so if you play a, a team like that, you're going to have Quinn Ewer playing. I, and even if there's, there's I, a couple I, guys that don't play, you're still beating Ohio State and Texas. Yeah, and I, I think with the, the, the players that missed the most bowls are like the highly drafted guys that are in like the 
you know, the Duke's Mayo Bowl or, you know, those bowls that really actually don't matter. Not a lot of eyes are going to be on. Listen right. to some of these bowls, Paul, as you bring that up. I know we talk about every year how terrible these bowls are. Oh, they're bad. The Isleta New Mexico Bowl, the L.A. Bowl hosted by Gronk, <laughs> the famous Toastery Bowl. Toastery? What the hell is Toastery? I don't know. That's- Scooter's Coffee Frisco Bowl. Everyone has a bowl but us. Roofclaim.com. I mean, these are just crazy. I wonder what the buys are for those. 68 Ventures Bowl. Oh, sounds like a good one. That's playing at the hot Hancock Whitney Stadium. In oh, at Hancock. Have you ever gone to play games at Hancock? Mobile, Alabama. Growing up with the wooden dome. <laughs> I've been there, but I didn't play any games there. Lee May. Yeah. The crown jewel of Lee May. But, but, but when you hear all these Shishawali Bowl games, we're sitting here with a dome stadium. We can't get, we can't get one? With sick turf. There's a game oh. at Fenway Park this year, the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. I could not imagine the bowl committee coming to St. Louis on a really dark, gloomy winter day. But look going, where some of the other places are going. They're not all in Palm Springs. They're playing one of the oh, Bronx. Well, we are a Mobile, Alabama. Yeah, it's the Pinstripe Bowl. The, no, it's called the well, Pinstripe. It was the Pinstripe Bowl. It's not anymore. Still, but it's the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl. Ooh, mm. Bad Boy. And there's actually a Pop-Tarts Bowl, Plowsy, in Orlando. Nice. That's the one I'm looking forward to. Yeah, <laughs> December 14th. Pop-Tarts. December 14th. <laughs> it's, already t- it's already been played. <laughs> oh. Yeah, there's way too many, but they're not going to get rid of them. It's not right. They make money. If they didn't make money, they wouldn't exist. But think how much fun it'll be next year. For 12 teams. Agree. We're yeah. going to stop Tide, talking about the, ba- the bad boys. God, I cannot wait for that. God, I can't wait for it. And, and it the- is such a shame. It really it is such a shame that it isn't this year. But, hey, it is what it is. It's not this way for everybody, you know. And there, mm. there may be a great truly deserving team that is not in this thing in three weeks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they're with only four, much less a Missouri team that lost two games, so it's understandable with, with them. But, God, if you're Alabama, Texas, or Georgia, and you have one loss and you're sitting there going, and, and Ohio State or Michigan, by the way, you know? Yeah. One, of those, one of those is going to get left out most likely. And Maxwell Hong just answered your question. Harrison Jr. does not have to come back next year. This is a stupid question. Why do they call it the New Year's Six when there's only five bowls? Doug? There's six. There's, there's, six there's the answer. I thought there was only five bowls on New Year's Day. That was a New cliffhanger. Year's that didn't exactly really... New Year's Day, but December Sometimes 30th. you get better at teasing, well, and sometimes you put mm, the puck on the net. It that's just a tough one. you got to put the puck on the net. Well, what's the six? They call it New Year's Six. Rose, sugar, peach, orange, fiesta. Cotton. Cotton. But one, cotton of those, one, of those is played, one of those is played later after January 1st. No, the latest is they play is January 1st. Uh-oh. What's that? <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Well, you said the latest they play. I didn't understand what it was. The the last, the two bowls are played on, two of the bowls are played on January 1st. There's five bowls on January 1st. Doc, I, I just smoked so. a bowl. I, I can guarantee you there's only five bowl games. Can we get Douglas to read us a January schedule? 1st. There's three <laughs> oh, bowls I got on Morosi. January 1st. There's five Fiesta, bowls. Rose, and Sugar are played on January 1st. There's five There's five games on January Citrus 1st. and Real Quest, but those are not New Year's Six Bowls. Are we still in the Morosi audio? Cotton <laughs> Peach, Orange Fiesta, non-CFP Bowls that are played on the 29th, 30th, and 1st. All right, then I'm just confused when I say New Year's. Right, you know, I hear it. December 30th is a New Year's. It's no, still... it's not. Doug, they're losing their minds. <laughs> well, let them. I'm asking <laughs> the question why they're called New Year's when two of the uh, games are played in the same year. Yeah. 2023 uh, is not a new year yet. Uh, <laughs> Rudy, Larry, and Mike Lee, a trio of Huns. Oh, that's a good one. Well, it's hard to keep the schedule straight, that's for sure. The Citrus Bowl projection for the record, uh, there's Iowa. It looks like Iowa's just locked in, unless they yeah. go and beat uh, the Wolverines or the Buckeyes. Iowa versus Ole Miss, Kirk Ferentz and Lane Kiffin, you know, two guys with similar styles. Mm-hmm. And then the Rely Quest also on New Year's Day, but not in New Year's Six, is the Fighting Irish. Against the Volunteers in the Rely Quest, so I would rather see Missouri play Notre Dame in the Rely Quest oh, than yeah. see him play SMU in the Peach. No, see what I'm saying? Yeah. Sure. But I bet a lot of Missouri fans would say no because I want a New Year's Six. But then you get the Notre Dame fan base, which will more than likely make the stadium look a little bit more full as opposed to just friends and family. Mm-hmm. SMU is where some of the richest people in America oh, are. Yes, SMU and TCU. A lot of mm. St. Louis money goes yeah. down there, Jack. Oil, baby. 
Well, Mississippi has a bad defense, so Iowa might be able to score 14 points in that game. Yeah, that actually is kind of a war of attrition there with two debacles on each side of the ball when those two are out there. Hey, it's Jackson here to talk to you about Factor. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. My favorite part about Factor is the convenience of it all. These are no-prep, no-mess meals ready to go in two minutes. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. They've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash McKernan50 and use code McKernan50 to get 50% off. That's code McKernan50 at factormeals.com slash McKernan50 to get 50% off. Hey, uh, Doug, uh, mentality is where you go if you're dealing with low testosterone. You're feeling sluggish. Maybe you're putting on weight and not putting on muscle like you used to. Go to Mentality. They're online at lowtusa.com. It's a local healthcare facility where you can get tested. I have done it. I've been out there. Super easy. Got the results. Mentality. Lowtusa.com. Board certified physicians who work with most insurance. The normal range for testosterone is large. If you've been to a doctor and they told you that you were normal without understanding the range or testing your free testosterone, it wasn't fully looked at. Come get checked with us at Mentality. You like the Plowhawks hoodie? Fine. Guess what? Mm -hmm. It's online right now. TMASTLshop.com for your holiday shopping. 10% off when you check out. No promo code needed at TMASTLshop.com. Com. Plowhawk, uh, the computer is now 30 minutes later firing. We all good, baby. Oh, all right, good. Doug, here is John Morosi <laughs> on the Braves and Aaron Nola. Hit the lever, Plowsy. Starting rotation, Matt. Starting Ooh, rotation, indeed. And a couple names have really emerged as strong possibilities for the Atlanta Braves. Aaron Nola and Sonny Gray. Both free agents right now. Of course, Sonny Gray from Smyrna, Tennessee. So not far at all away from Atlanta. It'd be something of a homecoming for Sonny after he put together some Cy Young candidate caliber numbers there with the Minnesota Twins. And then Aaron Nola, very much in demand. We've seen how well Aaron has pitched during the course of his career in the postseason, especially with the Philadelphia Phillies. So the interest in both of them is very strong. And I believe when you look at this this lineup that they've got, Matt and Harold, how strong and cost-controlled their position player group is, they have the ability to go out there and spend on a free agent pitcher because of how disciplined they have been with their position players. And let's remember this, too. Max Freed, a free agent after 2024. So you would ideally like to have somebody like Nola or Gray signed for the long term to ensure against the potential departure of Max Freed following 2024. There it is. Braves in the mix now. Add them to the Yankees Mm -hmm. and the Mets and the Red Sox and the Giants and the Phillies. I mean, if the Braves get Nola, Cardinals might not even try. Oh, you think they just fold up their The NL can be wrapped up there by February whenever he does end up signing. Oh, I don't know. So maybe you do go the Bauer Walker route. That division, but you get to the playoffs, flip a coin. What they signed Ozzy Albies for is criminal. God, how lucky is that? Well, don't you think at some point he may hold out and say, wait a minute. I don't I think need, so. I need a lot more than this. But man, he's a $25 million player that's making like 12 I think Corbin Carroll, who just won Rookie of the Year, I do believe Arizona extended him and bought out all his arbitration years. He makes like $13 million, and he's going to be a guy that's going to be Jordan Walker years. didn't get a single vote for Rookie of the Year. I saw that. He shouldn't. I don't think he did enough to get it. He had a great rookie year, but... One of the uh, parts of the Jeff Passencom we read from in the 7 o'clock hour this morning is the Padre situation, which is quite a situation. Uh, he says there is a reason the entire industry believes the Padres will trade Juan Soto. Their star 20, still only 25, my God, 25-year-old outfielder this winter. And it's rooted in the belief that the Padres need to trim their payroll from a quarter of a billion dollars to about $200 million this season. The team has not acknowledged this publicly, but taking out a $50 million loan to cover payroll in September did little to discourage the idea. Uh, so the Padres have uh, 
arbitration-eligible players such as Soto, Soto committed to $191 million for their payroll already locked in, and that just covers nine players under long-term contracts, six in arbitration, 11 who can be paid at or near the league minimum. The problem is that Blake Snell, Seth Lugo, Michael Waka, Nick Martinez, Luis Garcia, and Josh Hader are all free agents, and they accounted for 687 of the 1,441 innings Padres pitchers threw last season. Perhaps some of that can be handled internally, but not nearly 50% of their innings. Replacing them and remaining competitive will take free agent dollars on a lot more than the $9 million that they want to keep their payroll at. So shedding salary is a must. So who could they be shedding? Machado, currently under contract, 10 years, $327 million. Full no trade clause. Fernando Tatis Jr. Eleven million, eleven years, three hundred seventeen million. Full no trade clause. Xander Bogarts, ten years, two hundred fifty million. Full no trade clause. Drake Jake Cronenworth, seven years, eighty million. Limited no trade clause. Joe Musgrove, four years, eighty million. Full no trade clause through twenty twenty six. Hugh Darvish, five years, seventy eight million. Full no trade clause. <laughs> Uh, well, it won't be easy. Oh, my God. Some of those guys may may waive a trade to go to a team that might have a better what chance. What a think spot. Cronworth, you could probably see him agreeing to maybe get traded. A lot of value in those utility men. Probably, I don't want There might be a 30 for 30 coming in five years on what the Padres did. But where's Juan Soto? Like, Obviously, it's is there any teams being mentioned? I mean, all teams are probably obviously interested, but I'm curious to... What would be traded for a Juan Soto, especially now that they don't really have any leverage? They're trying to fire sale their entire roster. Yeah. I, I, He'd go for prospects at that point. I mean, I'd do Edmund, O'Neill, Carlson. I'd you think the Cardinals are going to go after Soto? God, that'd be something else. That'd be fun. I don't think offense is going to be in their wheelhouse. Right, that's that's year. that's the reason why it. I ask. If they told, if they go, crap, we got no pitching. Now we just got to pivot. You don't feel bad about the Contreras contract ever listening to all those? Yeah, but. Yeah, you're right, actually. I have no rebuttal there. I do. They signed him to be a catcher. and he Well, that is well, another my thing. Point is, my point is it's a bad contract, but if you listen to all the ones San Diego has, we're not doing bad with only one bad contract. I, I don't know. I mean, the players are not necessarily garbage. It's just they've they've managed it so poorly in this kind of basic I mean, this was something that we were talking about going, man, look at the Padres. I don't know what the Padres are doing, but they're spending like they're the Yankees. I mean, they're a quarter-billion-dollar payroll in that market. And then they got hit by Bailey's, and then they take out a $50 million loan to make payroll. Holy crap. I mean, that's like man and woman kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Did we have a $50 million payroll over there? We did. We did. We did. Yeah, I don't think we had a $50 payroll over there. Mm. Doug, you just remember when the people brokering time were held accountable. In a right. They got yelled at. It's the sponsors. <laughs> well, I'm sure their their task will be to find teams that some of these players are willing to go to and waive their no-trade clause. The Padres contracts the sound like what the Blues did with their defenseman contracts. That's from King Fupa. Mm-hmm. The problem is everybody wants to live in San Diego, so there might be a lot of guys say, hey, I got a mansion on the beach. I'm not, I'm not moving to Cleveland. <laughs> Oh, it ain't going to be a Cleveland type. You're going to have to really accommodate to the employees. Yeah, it'll have to be a Dodgers, Giants, someplace where you'd want to go. Tatis has a lot of baggage. I think he's the one they're going to have to keep. I don't think Machado going to go anywhere either. I don't think that's that big of a deal in the summertime for baseball. I mean, players, oh, I'd rather live in Los Angeles. I mean, you're on the road half the time. You're living there for three months, and then you go live wherever you want in the off season. Yeah. But I'm sure they'd still rather call home a, a nice city as opposed to a rough one. Well, any city you can find a nice area to live in. I'm sure Cleveland's got it. You can go live in Shaker Heights and live in a $5 million mansion. That's that's still not like living in San Diego. No, but you can find a place that have nice weather, nice restaurants, nice areas. Like I said, you're only living there three months out of the year. The other three, you're on the road traveling, and then yeah. you're back home again. Well, I understand that, but nonetheless, there are still some cities that are more attractive to players than others. Yeah, because they win. I don't know if that's the only factor. It's it's a factor for sure. I guess. I mean, um, what's his name? I mean, didn't like Stanton, Jim Carlos Stanton, Stanton. didn't want to come here he, because no, he wanted to go to a big market. There's other players just like that. I get that. I mean, you can do some 
Ted Drew's commercials here and all kinds of places you can do commercials. You I don't, don't know that to, that's going to be the same as, you don't need as to being go to in New York. New York. I mean, Emos is always looking for sports people. Hmm. That' what we're doing. We're trying to have businesses <laughs> throw in some cash. Come on, emails. Yeah, <laughs> Stanton want to go to New York for the publicity and for the promotions and all the commercials. Hell, come here. We got all kinds of places that don't put you to work. Guys, I think the interesting thing will be as TV rights values fall off the cliff, how salaries will adjust. That's from the Ilsa. Mm-hmm. Well, I would tell you that a lot of it's going to be passed to the fan. But uh, I, and then I also think you have some owners who are like, yeah, I don't really care if we turn a profit. I just want to increase the value of the franchise, and I want to be the guy, like the steamer did in L.A., who brought the Rams back to L.A., and in this case, who brought a world championship back to Queens, for example. Mm-hmm. So Steve Cohen goes, yeah, well, care, I got billions of dollars, so we lost $100 million. Who gives a damn? Yeah. It depends on your mindset. Cohen, I think, is the richest owner in baseball. Oh, yeah. Is there a scenario to where we could do what the MLS did for Messi and— Sign Juan Soto for a 10-year deal, $1 million a year, so $10 million total, but give him 5% equity stake. In the no, Cardinals. they're not doing that. They're not going to give away. I'm saying, team. is it possible? Is it even legal? Probably, <coughs> but they wouldn't do it. I would like to see the uh, city of St. Louis give the Kroenke money to the Cardinals and say, hey, take this to go get Otani and somebody else. Oh, <laughs> that, that money is already that money that is already gone. Fair. Oh, I would just I would uh, live on Donnie. Donnie Brook would go twenty four hours a day. A money that's money that's designed to help a city recover. You're going to get to a one privately guy? funded billionaire. Yeah. Well, they're going to waste it anyway, so might as well be nice to see Otani here for. Well, my years. guess is half that's in a DraftKings account. Right? You think that's where it is? The Tam Avenue Capital mm. Partners have acquired it. Yeah, they can't really put a couple hundred some million it, right? doing some parlays. <laughs> Doug, what part of Lake Erie is not like San Diego? Thanks, Worsen with Wacko. All of it. All of it. What about Superior? Yeah. Well, that's not in Cleveland. It's up there. Yeah, Doug, but still answer it. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> Ass. Different. No. I've, I've been to San Diego and I've been to Cleveland. I can tell you if I had a choice, I would rather live in San Diego. I couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> well, I was able to because I have been a keen to both eye. Too. And yes, anybody <laughs> liked to live in San Diego compared to Cleveland, but that's... Living? What do you mean by living? Three months out of the year? Or, well, or for the next 10 that. years? And you have a job in the city and you got to go to work every day and you got to live there for 10 years? Yeah, San Diego. Well, they still have to do like charitable things there. Like they still, they have to live there. They can't just commute. Well, if you have a family, you might live there for a lot longer than three months. Yeah. Well, they have, they make so darn much money. They buy a, a condo or oh, agree. A, a rent a fancy penthouse apartment somewhere there and then they have a home wherever they want to have it in the off season yeah some people do that i mean i could be wrong <laughs> but does wainwright's family live in st louis with him throughout the year or are they oh, back in Atlanta? island yeah, i think they they do have a house here though they do well yeah wainwright lives here in the but i don't think his family lives with him during the baseball season do they all of his kids and his wife are back home i'm not sure about that i couldn't imagine wanting to go to st louis I mean, LaRusso, no, in terms of like, I would if I'm a wife with a kid, I'm like, no, I'll stay in Southern California. LaRusso lived in a hotel for LaRusso lived in a hotel for 13 years. If I had to guess, I'd say they live here. I don't think he's going to be away from his family. I said I could be months. wrong, but I just don't remember seeing him anything about the Wainwright family out and about today. I haven't seen it either. I'm sure they're very private, but he's got a house full of young kids. I don't think he's going to leave them for seven or eight months. Serious text. A private equity guy told me once that a billionaire doesn't focus on his $90 million of profit if they were projected to earn $100 million. They lose weeks of sleep on the $10 million they lost. Take that to the bank. And mm. yes, I mean the spank bank. Doug, that's from the recovering alcoholic Gosh. from Belleville and Webster Groves. We didn't need that. If that's the mindset, no wonder why we haven't won a <laughs> world championship in 12 years. Guys, Wainwright lives in a duplex in St. Peter's. Thanks. That's he from doesn't. Craig. He doesn't. I thought he lived right next to the Grizzly. You imagine Ray me, Grizzly? You imagine me walking around in my hovel one day and there's Wayne right coming out of the next apartment. Hey, buddy, just moved in for a few months. <laughs> Pushing an old school white fridge, moving it into his apartment. Just found this in the dumpster. Look at this mattress I found. Hmm. I know that there used to be a few of them living in an apartment complex just west of Olive here. At least this is going back a few years. Because I, I was good friends with Rob Murphy, who was a relief pitcher back in the 90s for them. Wow. And then you could get month to month. It was really nice apartments and you could go month to month. This one so, Yeah, so several of them lived down there, just west of 270. Yeah. Doug, you're rubbing elbows with former major league pitchers, huh? 
Well, I knew him in Miami from when I was down there. Yeah, I think they only let you live in a hotel for a couple of weeks before they tell you you got to find some place. We'll put you up for a couple of weeks, but go find a place. So they would just find an apartment. And- yeah, well, there are places where you can go month to month. Yeah. Well, my complex should go month to month. Guys, I wonder if Wayno opted into a 401k. <laughs> Suppose they, they offer the Cardinals Major League Players 401k match. Do they match it? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, I'm going to take half my salary out, please. My $25 million a year, I'm going to take half of it out, and you're going to match it, please? No. Well, I I bet you there's always matching up to a certain number. That's every company, though. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Look at Eric Armstead of the 49ers actually screenshotted and released his paycheck. I know. I saw that. His weekly paycheck. Do you see that? Again, it shows his bonuses, and there's a huge chunk of 401k. I, I'm sure it's— Oh, it's a 401k? I think. Really? Yeah. Oh, nice. I didn't say— Now, I think, I'm sure part of his salary went there. Whether the organization actually matches correct. it, that's it, a different yeah, thing. Yeah, it doesn't, didn't say Maybe if it was matched. I think I it was 300 uh, hey, we got emails, and uh, we're giving away Hootie and the Blowfish tickets for a design air heating and cooling email today. Send yours in the morning after at InsideSTL.com. In 11 minutes, we're having a thoroughfare Tuesday? Is that right? Yeah. On balloon party? Oh, yeah. Nice. Get ready. Do we just talk about the elephant in the room, the balloon party fan page the whole time? Sure. I actually talk posted it on the balloon the party. Oh, did you? <laughs> set the tone. It's just a guy rubbing a mushroom. I kind of want to make sure that that page gets out to an early lead. Like it doesn't turn dark. Get the momentum at the going. very the beginning. <laughs> uh, Illinois Recovery Center is the new premier inpatient substance abuse facility in Swansea, Illinois. When it comes to the disease of addiction, getting help should not be as difficult as it currently is. The Illinois Recovery Center's mission is to be the receiving. <laughs> I thought you were slurping through like a seaweed. I forgot there was ice in there. I apologize. <laughs> the receiving end in the community when someone seeks help. The IRC delivers a comprehensive system of care that welcomes both the individual struggling and family alike. If you or someone you know wants to learn about the Illinois Recovery Center, please call 888-472-9559 or email info at IllinoisRecoveryCenter.com. Uh, let's see. And I apologize. I've had a bad show today. Oh, no. Now, why would you say such a Pick yourself bad. up by the boot yeah, yeah, That's right, Plog. Yeah, I just think it's been a bad show for me today. What 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 do you apologize. analyze, Doug? You always go back and listen to the show and say. No, I never have done that one time. I don't know. I was caught up with uh, some people outside today talking and was late mm-hmm. for a couple of breaks. I opened the door to look for donuts. My ice just rattled. Uh, no. I've given some terrible takes. I've mentioned things you guys have already talked <laughs> you about. You did say so. the card don't trade him for Wilson Contreras. I don't think the listeners have let you <laughs> well, that I meant, one down. I meant for you signed him, but whatever. Um, that hasn't been my best show today. So okay. Well, as always, tomorrow. Come yeah. back, Adam, tomorrow. Yeah, that's the good back. news. Hang on my And then KG No Town will be here Thursday and Friday, and oh. Iron Sharpens Iron. Yeah, we... I'm going to get all my paintings hung up today, and then I'll be done with my apartment. So. <laughs> Some of the, the 50 whale... paintings? The whale tail paintings? Chrissy Runner Girls come over today to help me hang them. Nice. Well, I want a woman's touch. <laughs> woman's touch with some whale tails. You painting on your own? Yeah, I just, you know, that painting should be hanging next to that one. You should put that one there. So I'll get some... <laughs> Female advice on where I should hang my. See, the bounce back show is already okay. starting right yeah. here. Already starting. And the listeners. <laughs> Can't wait tomorrow. To kind of. <laughs> see how these uh, pictures went up. They're a little tough. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to give away some Hootie and the Blowfish tickets. Design Air. Heating and cooling email of the day. You prime and prep so the paint will stick. You know what didn't stick? The schnapp story. Never happened. But this email is about my third sexual experience with another mate. 1984, my Merrimack Community College dorm roommate, Claude, put up a note. Yard work, my parents' house. My dad will let all who show up pull a train on him. Mm, oh. Merrimack has dormitories? Yep. Yeah. Needless to say, I was in. Well, he wasn't lying either. When we were done raking leaves, out came Mr. Stinson wearing nothing but a conductor's hat. Oh. My buddy Ronnie went first because he had never had sex before. I was number seven in line. Ah. <laughs> so I called an audible and I approached my friends like it was an NFL draft and traded up to number two. Well, lesson learned is well spent. Talk about your sloppy seconds. Turned out Ronnie had a 21-year buildup of his gentleman's relish. Oh, <laughs> gentleman's oh don't relish. call it that. 
<laughs> and deposited the whole thing in Mr. Stinson. Oh. Don't get me wrong. I still went in. But still to this day, I can't look at Archie, the mascot at homecoming, and not want to towel off my nether region. That's from, I don't know what ethnicity this is, so I apologize if I don't pronounce it correctly. You should, and then the last name is Sukdeep. Ain't that the you Guardians? <laughs> Don't even try. <laughs> Vietnamese? He's, he's, I think so. Yeah. He's believe, new. I don't believe Merrimack has dormitories. In a totally hypothetical situation, let's say you're organizing an auction to maximize monies. You like that monies? No, it, you almost never need to say monies. For a charity, and you have a foursome to the most prestigious course in the area, and a foursome to Riverside. How would you handle that, and why is the answer bundling them together as equal parts? <laughs> explaining the third grade economics of this decision to Sir Isaac Newken is like re-explaining the folding pocket aces debacle. I'll say it louder for the people in the back. This is why people who live within five minutes of St. Charles should not be in charge of things. Mm. Again, I'm enjoying the show. That's come. Thanks. I like my men like I like my burgers. Stored at room temperature for five hours and a friend's carry-on duffel bag. Gosh. All right, buddy. <laughs> well, he's new. Yeah, All right, give me, buddy. Give me a real name. You can, you can take over the gobble bowl. Oh, nice. Yeah, know what you're Thanks. doing. Go ahead. I'm taking name? over. <laughs> The old faithful TMA fan page has been overrun with a nearly constant update regarding the creation of a new balloon party fan page, and it has to stop immediately. First off, you can't make me join the balloon party fan page because I already belong to a hostile Facebook group for horny diabetics. If I join another page where chubby mouth breathers repeatedly post pictures of gas station pizza seductively resting on their groin, my wife might divorce me on the spot. I bet this is just the tip of the iceberg, too. What's next? A Renters Roundtable fan page where people profess their love for a nearly homeless dolphin art collector and his stone sidekick? At this point, I wouldn't be surprised to see an Ibon in the Morning fan page or a producer Wee Willie Greenseeds fan page. But I swear to all this holy, if I get an invitation to join a Donnie Most Weezer Evil David Letterman Facebook group, I'm leaving social media altogether. The most concerning part about this new group is the description, which reads, and I quote, from 10 to 11 every weekday, something magical happens. The boys get together and just kind of banty rooster around. <laughs> we are the patriots. We love children and communities. If you love yourself and America, come on in. The water is warm. I wish I was making it up, but it's real. And I want to highlight the line, we love children and communities. Yeah, that's what that? the hell is that supposed to mean? Actually, I don't want to know. I'm not saying it's a cult because that's a serious accusation. But damn, this sure feels like we are witnessing the birth of a brand new cult as it materializes in real time. <laughs> Make the madness stop. And let's get back to discussing something important like the old guy's rummage sale that he set up in the break room. It's from the JV Golf Coach. P.S. If any of you ass ponies are interested in joining my new Rob Show fan page, let me know. <laughs> Counting Rob and me, we're already up to two members. <laughs> like that's the JV Golf Coach. JV Golf Coach. Yeah, I'm sure Cletus is a member. Holy moly, this is tighter than I remember, I whispered to Zane as I attempt to shove my booger hooks into the void of space recently being filled with a vibrating Sibian attachment that allows you to connect via Bluetooth and zap lust into his colon with a simple toggle of a lever. The app is free as long as you watch a 15-second ad for the local charcuterie board curation companies. Hashtag girlboss. Oh, is that a leftover tuna sandy that is seeping out of your G-string? Or is that the oatmeal aioli that you finna drizzle upon my naive boy chest? Taste the rainbow, taste the waste, Doug. Think about it. That's from the Tinky Monster. Tinky Monster. Hideous email. Nostalgic program today. The lead, some sad conducting this balloon party members, fan page membership drive by posting every five effing minutes about it. Tim, make sure to offer up 500 smackers for that thing right away. Hot property and what could go wrong? Next stop was a trip to Kentown. All aboard! Hey, you know that Leon guy who used to post the unsolicited Fairmount Park stuff on the actual fan page I abandoned? Yeah, Leon, good earner. Tried to add me back. Thought I blocked him, but he's, hey, he's trying to re-add me and also thought you all needed to know it. Speaking of non-sequiturs, let's jump on over to the fact that I've never cooked a turkey. 
no bite <laughs> eat vegetables since my old pail of fishmonger closes up shop for a few days to restock on Asian carp with the seafood city liquidation items running out. He wasn't done either. A Benito del Toro mention that I think reversed the effects of the hair cap thing Jackson's been wearing. The Jake Allen, QB of the Buffalo Bills slip-up, have made him go fully bald. But pre-2023 hockey may as well be quantum physics to Casper, the friendly producer. A vague open-ended bitching at anonymous textures angry he's only absorbing 10% of Cardinal talk as the team looks to acquire the HD2 equivalent of a third-string production staff in a piss-adjacent closet to round out the rotation. Ken finally got a Geno 5000 machine to help open his email, so he knew the announcement beforehand like the rest of you already did. Spartacus, never been talked about on this show. Been off the air for 10 years, but check it out. Deadwood, Rome, check those out too. He's only tried to bring them up every month the last five years. Anyway, can't wait to uh, for the awards show this year and again being forced to accept an award I wasn't even nominated for only to get loaded and break the thing I was entrusted to take care of within an hour. That's from Los Wien. Carlos. Spicy Wiener. And finally, Sadie Hawkins, Doug, there was a Monday Night Football game. In part because one of the teams is apparently playing the Montreal Canadiens backup goalie at quarterback. Tim's got some vacation time coming up, which means KG and O-Town will be in studio. A lot of people are digging David Fincher's The Killer on Netflix, but I think the lead is how the moderator of the Balloon Party fan page... is psychotically promoting it on the TMA fan page with hourly membership updates like he's running a pump and dump scheme mm. a la Webistex on The Sopranos. Is that correct? Webistex? 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 Yeah, Webistex. My sources indicate he's already rejected an opening bid of $200 to buy the page. Bobby Bestel could not be reached for comment as he's busy staring at tumbleweeds on his long dormant page that was abandoned in May 2016 after his hardball negotiation tactics backfired and started banning people like the Dickens. The Bestel page had a nice initial run in 2015 on the heels of Tim discussing a Photoshop of Doug having his ass eaten outside of Ford Field in Detroit, but the page never really recovered from Doug's Photoshop ban. Can't wait for the glorious return of TMA to Hot Shots Webster Groves, where Iggy once stuffed a bloody, topless jorts-wearing Cucky the Dwarf into the trunk of his car. Finna be a pony. Let's say you went to Brown and you were part of the Cardinals front office that made a trade for a catcher who didn't catch after the first month. Is that a new report? Well, it wasn't a trade. It was a free agent signing, and he did start 90 games a catcher, including 69 games after the first month. But those losers on the text box know what I meant. Anyway, I don't remember what my point was, so I'm going to recount the number of bowl games on New Year's Day and then knock out another episode of Billions before making an afternoon of it at the newly relocated masturbation station. Mm -hmm. Doug, that's from Buck. Long email. A nice little email, Buck, but long, long. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm going to vote for You Should Suki. (laughs) It was kind of vile, but I thought it had some clever lines in it. Did it? Um, I really want to see him go to uh, Hooting the Blowfish, so I'm going to vote for Los Wayne. I'm going JV Golf Coach. I mean, there are a lot of great choices. JV Golf Coach is a shipped. The design, air, heating, and cooling email of the day. And he's going to Odie and the Blowfish. What's up, Darius Rucker? What's up, Tim? Uh, That's coming up on June 1st at Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. Time for us to shut it down. Jackson and I are going to go down the hallway. Uh, Maybe the Balloon Party fan page is going to cover it. Uh, We have Balloon Party coming up here in a matter of moments. For the plug, for Action Jacks, for Kenneth Eastrow, for my brother Kevin, for Douglas Sullivan, Vaughn, and Tim McCurran, this has been The Morning After, presented to you by Brown and Crouppen.